Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Banking situation with the SVB, the Silicon Valley Bank, having crashed, and now there's great concern about Credit Suisse, which is a major bank, which is also facing some really significant issues and challenges. And there's still concern being expressed about this potentially going internationally. Do we have a a 2008-2009 style international banking crisis developing or or worse? Some say yes, some say no. Let's talk about this with our good friend, Professor Eric Cam, Macroeconomics at Toronto Metropolitan University. Professor Cam, thank you for uh, for joining us. Where do we where do we begin now? If we look at the situation that we're dealing with, we look at SVB, we look at some of the other banks that have been wobbly, we look at Credit Suisse. Are we in a situation where there's some level of stability being established, or is this shifting sands we're living in? You know, it's funny. I get accused often of being negative, Roy. But in this case, I'm actually positive. I do not think we're headed for any type of widespread crisis, certainly not Great Depression crisis, certainly not um, subprime crisis. What we have right now, every every problem ever, right? every bank that's ever failed, fails because of a bank run, which simply is a problem of reputation, stability, and fear. And then there's contagion. And then you start to knock down a bunch of dominoes. But we live in a pretty advanced time of central banking, not just Canada and the United States. But our central bankers aren't stupid. And they understand that a certain amount of liquidity has to be injected into the system at all times so that transactions can take place. So is this worrisome? Well, sure it is. But I don't think it's time for panic. I really don't. And I don't know if anyone's listening who has money at Credit Suisse. But I would not be running to remove my money from an institution that's worth almost a trillion dollars. I just don't think we're on the verge of any type of widespread collapse, Roy. So where do the central banks fit into where we are now? And Philip Cross told us yesterday they shredded their credibility. You and I have talked about this and you explained what your concerns were at the time the Central Bank of Canada was uh, was talking about interest rates staying low. Well, they didn't, and look where we are. Where do we stand as far as all of this is concerned? Well, I think we stand at, at a crossroads for central bankers right now um, in Canada and especially the United States. I think that they have shown their hand, and their hand is we are going out. We are going to have a holy war on inflation. And if that means sending interest rates relatively sky high, Um, compared to where they've been over the last 30, 40 years, then that's what we're going to do. But we're going to bring down spending. But to do that, we're going to try to stop right before we take the bottom out of the labor market and gross domestic product. So they really want to skate on a knife's edge between bringing down prices without collapsing the economy. So So their timing has to be perfect, and it hasn't been so far. It has not been so far, but I think where I would disagree with yesterday's guest, and this is with all due respect, is that no central bank, no central bank, Roy, could be expected to be handed what was handed to them by the government during the pandemic and expect to cure it in a matter of days or weeks or even months. Roy, we've talked about this. 80% of the currency that is in circulation today was printed during the pandemic. You cannot raise the money supply to that level 
and then expect there not to be inflation. And Lord knows you cannot pull a lever and bring inflation down quickly when that happens. So do I think that central banks are not hitting the mark right now? Yes, I do. But do I think that's going to last for a long time? No, I don't. I think they are battling what they were handed, and I think they're doing their absolute best. But nobody, nobody could be expected to be handed what they were handed and fix it in a matter of days, weeks, or months. So what's next for interest rates, do you think? I think they're going to stay right where they are for a while. I don't believe all of these people that are fear-mongering saying they're only going to go higher, and if they do, they're going to go higher fast. I don't believe that, but nor do I see them coming down. We have to take time in economics. Like you said, it is a dangerous game, and you don't want to recess the economy one way or the other. So you don't want them to go up too fast, which they did. You don't want them to come down too fast, which they won't. So I think for at least the short run, which I call the next year, you're going to see them plus or minus a half a percent right where they are. And so that gives StatsCan and the Bank of Canada and the government a chance to look at the macro indicators and say, okay, where are we before we make any more wholesale changes? What do you think is going to happen? What's the potential for businesses that are maybe struggling, particularly after the three years of the pandemic? What are the chances that we would see businesses of some significance and size Closing, failing. And uh, the reason I'm asking this is, you know, it's like the flu bug. One person gets it, and the next person gets it, and the third person feels vulnerable, and you know that person's going to get it as well. Right. And it's a two-pronged approach, which is as interest rates have gone up so, so fast, you have businesses that have debt, that are paying off debt, and now the price of that debt is going to go higher and higher. And so they have to pass that on to somebody. That's going to be customers. And if their demand should fall, you know what happens next. They're going to start decreasing their demand for labor. And this is what I'm talking about. I don't want to see the bottom fallout of the labor market. I'm very concerned for businesses right now, the same way I'm very concerned for people that have mortgages. Because if these interest rate hikes haven't hit them yet, Roy, Lord knows they're going to in the next half a year to a year. And I don't want to see the reverberation be too strong, which is why I'm guessing rates are going to stay where they are. So do, do you, are you confident, reasonably confident, that uh, consumers, that the taxpayers are going to be able to manage what's in front of them? And you know, one of the most terrifying things for somebody who just bought a house, maybe bought a house a year ago, and paid an inflated price for the house, and now they, the value of their property has gone down. Do you think people are going to be able to survive what they're, what they're seeing, what's in front of them, and what should governments do? We have a budget coming out on the 28th. What do governments need to do to provide some level of support? You know me, I don't want to go to government for help, because there's only one person who has money, it's the taxpayer. The governments don't have money, they use our money. But what can we do? What, what does the government need to do? Well, that's three questions. And so let me knock them down. One, two, three. Sure. Government needs to start worrying about disposable income and getting rid of any new taxes right now. Government has to get rid of the carbon tax. It's got to get rid of Here. anything that is new that is taking money out of working people's pockets. So that's number one. But I have no faith in them to do it. Let's go to number two. What do businesses do? Well, luckily, businesses have pretty decent credit, and I think they'll be able to draw on that. And if they don't go too much in debt before rates start to come down, they'll be okay. So question number three, what do people do? There's the real problem, because people's debt levels are much higher than businesses' debt levels, and people can't borrow the same way 
businesses can borrow. So I ask Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner that is coming up with a mortgage renewal, number one, do a lot of research. Banks are competitive and shop around for a mortgage. But number two, please keep your disposable income close at hand. No discretionary spending right now other than what has to because households, unlike businesses, unlike governments, have a much, much um, tighter constraint on credit. And so they have to be the most careful. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 